0: hello and welcome to the download i'm your host dave richardson and it is Stu's days had a bit of a pause last week uh because we uh Stu and i were uh at a conference uh talking to uh a group of uh of senior advisors and uh they are uh, like like a lot of uh investors a little bit nervous about what's been going on in markets so we had uh we had Stu come in now Stu was uh we had to bring Stu in via satellite again. <laughs> so uh and, and and if you ever do uh if you ever do ask Stu to to speak at an event that you're that you're hosting, uh you put him up on the big screen. He has a giant head. <laughs> now uh now I, I think a lot some people would say that means there's lots in there. Is that uh why why is your head so big? Well I,
1: I uh I don't know. I guess I got a big forehead, uh, the hair's repeating <laughs> a little bit, uh, you know, and that makes it look pretty big.
0: Okay. Well, let, let, let's let dig into that brain of yours and, and see if we, we so we were, we're two weeks away from our, our last discussion. And at that point, we were right in the midst of uh, of the Federal Reserve and, and their announcement on interest rates, uh, all kinds of things going on. and 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 a, and, a, and a market that just is not behaving particularly well, whether you're talking about, uh, equities, stocks, or whether you're talking about bonds. So you had the uh, your your uh, investment strategy committee meetings last week. What came out of it, and 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 what's your view? What what are you doing in your portfolios right now?
1: Yeah, well, it's a you know it, it is an interesting time. It's an emotional time for investors, uh, you know, because everyone seems to compress uh, during a volatile period of time. Um, you know, so the first thing we do is try and you know extend our time horizon a little bit. Uh, the other thing we do is you know, we, we try and answer like, okay, well, what do we know for sure? Right? Um, we know that uh, sentiment is very poor, uh, that there's a lot of concern out there. Um, we know that, uh, you know, that earnings have still been pretty good, uh, but some uncertainty into the back half of this year surrounding uh, supply chains, and uh, not so much the impact of inflation, but how much monetary tightening is going to go on to, you know, kind of get inflation under control. Then, you know, then we go, you know, we look into inflation and in all likelihood, uh, you know, we're at the zenith now. Um, you know, the question is when we finish the year, uh, if we're, you know, say low fours by the end of the year and it's on its way to, to two, uh, you know, call it two to three, you know, that is probably what a soft landing looks like. If it's a four and it looks like it's going to be persistent, which would likely be due to ongoing wage pressure, then there might be some more tightening that would come following that. You know, the one thing that the stock market is worried about, as many assets are, as you point out, is that when we've had inflation this high before, and there hasn't been a huge sample set, but when it's been this high before, it's it's been a recession that was necessary to take care of it. So you are then thinking about earnings and, um, you know, so an economist might say that there's about a 35% chance of recession. Um, you know, what we like to do is look at what the stock market is factoring in. And when the S and P is trading around 4,000, that's probably about a 50% chance of recession priced into the stock market. So, uh, you know, the number one, you know, tasks to understand here uh, are, you know, the movement as we get into the back half of the year around the the plight of inflation, because the plight of inflation will determine the amount of monetary tightening. And that will be very important to the amount of earnings that the stock market produces, and the multiple that it trades at. And, um, you know, from a long term standpoint, you know, we've, we've, you know, we know we know as long-term investors that we're going to live through a one if not two of these types of uh, situations every 10 years but in the near term you know what people are focused on is like well what if there is a recession and and what often happens is re- in a recession is you know 10 to 20% of earnings disappear and the and the multiple contracts for a period of time and during that period of time it's great if you have some capital to put to work because you can really accelerate your long-term returns um but what tends to happen is that again like those short those time horizons really compress and we very rapidly price as if the recession will persist forever and then when the recovery takes place it comes right back in a very you know short order so you know we're we're doing a lot of work on businesses where um you know, what do they look like in recession and, and how far would those share prices be from here? And there are a lot of businesses uh, in some of the cyclical areas of the market, you know, not necessarily like commodities because those have been stronger, but uh, you know, in some of the more economically sensitive industrials, you know, some of the banks, things like this, you know, there has likely been more than that 50% concern uh, put into some of their share prices. So, um, you know, as, as a, uh, you know, the, the two things any investor is always looking to do is to uh, look at earnings in an optimistic case and maybe when things are you know down in the dumps a little bit and then put a multiple on those different scenarios. And if you can find situations where you're paying a low multiple on depressed earnings, you have two sources of upside that will come your way once the concern ends. You'll get the slingshot recovery in earnings and you'll get the valuation recovery that comes with it. Um, you know, so we're, you know, we're we're looking, you know, we're looking a lot for those companies and you can go back and you can take, uh, you know, 15, 20% off a company's uh, current earnings. Look at the multiple that the current share price would be on that. You can go back to 2018 when we had these concerns. You can go back to prior recessions. And um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's every stock, but there are certainly some businesses out there that are already, uh, you know, factoring that that type of activity in. Um you know, and there are still some businesses that, that would likely struggle a little bit, uh, you know, in a, in a full recession. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, while it's an emotional time to be an investor, it's also a great time to be an investor because uh, scenario analysis, uh, you know, really pays uh, for investors during this period of time and uh, always trying to reverse engineer what's required for success in in the investment I'm going to make. And, um, and, and, you know, if you can if you can get into situations where you're getting paid for you know for some of the cloudy skies that exist right now, then you can get uh, you know the upside that comes when those when those clouds part. Unfortunately, you know, as we sit here today, it's probably going to be uh, you know three to six months before uh, we have a good handle on that. Um, but we're uh, you know actively looking for clues every day.
0: Yeah, and, and I mean that, that's what we've talked about so many times uh, with, with with all the guests. Is just it's it's just one of those periods where the range of possible outcomes is is so wide, um, and there's so many different things that could happen. So that if, if we're at the end of of uh, or at the zenith of inflation, as as you suggest, or potentially, uh, we 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 are. And and the report last Wednesday was a little mixed on on that front. Uh, but but if we are, you can you can certainly see where inflation drops, and and there there could even be some upside from here because, uh, you've had. Uh, the market kind of overreact to that potential and the potential for how how high rates could go. Uh, the, the the other thing that uh, that I often talk about with investors, particularly, and I'm drawing a very clear distinction between uh, long-term investors, so investors who are still deploying, as you say, new capital all the time, so they're still saving and accumulating, versus those investors who have have accumulated their savings and now they're living off the income that those savings are generated because there you have to be much more careful. But for, for those investors with long-term, 20% off uh, has proven over time to be a, a pretty nice price uh, whenever you can get 20% off because you don't see that every year. You see 10% corrections quite frequently, but the 20% corrections are, are, are much farther apart. And, 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 and for a long-term investor, ha- have proven to be uh, n- not a bad entry point uh, as well, you know, just uh, as talking to, to these advisors that, you know, who are working with, you know, very, very large investment clients and just saying, hey, you know, um, it, it, the, the one thing that's hard to grasp, although mathematically it makes the most sense, is if you've got a long time to invest, you actually like the market down. In fact, I want it to go down even farther. Then I can buy more at lower prices. And 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 again, it it never feels good when it's happening. But if you get your mindset to that to to, to that frame of mind, uh, it it actually ends up being better when things go down. If you if you've got if you have thirty forty years before you're using this money, uh,
1: hundred well, percent. Uh, you know, as someone who's uh, continues to save, like it's like you point out, the irony is, I'd like the stock market to go down for twenty years and then have all the gains in that final day right before I retire. That's um, right. You know, what we know is that it uh, comes with all sorts of ups and downs and, and, you know, just a wonderful environment for advisors to be talking to their clients and, and understanding, uh, you know, their objectives and where their risk and return sits. And, and um, you know, like really turning volatility into your friend. If you're, you know, if you're, if you're using your portfolio uh, for, for income and things like this, then you're, you're going to have one tact. If you're putting capital to work, you're going to have a very different tact. And, um, and you know, that's, that's the beauty of the advisor client relationship. So, uh, so, so Stu,
0: I, 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 just figured out what's, what's filling up that giant uh, noggin of yours. It's wisdom <laughs> yeah. filled with wisdom. That was a lot of wisdom you, uh, you tossed out there in, in 10 minutes of podcast time.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's, that's maybe the nicest thing anyone said to me today. So I'll take it.
0: <laughs> well, markets up today. So it's a good day all around. People are complimenting you. We've got markets up. Uh, Stu, always, uh, always great to have you here, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week.
1: Great, thanks, Dave.
0: This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc. for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.